0: pop pop race to the bottom pop 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 race to the bottom race to the bottom ba, 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 race to the bottom pop pop race to the bottom pop pop race to the bottom race to the bottom yeah i'm filling in for john reed that's basically the theme song I'm having a little trouble getting uh getting my files into the thing dude can i even be here yeah, I'm going to need you on this one, man. Uh, I think John Reed is going to going to cover you, cover all expenses and your your car here and your your 15 pack of straws too. Uh, we are getting it going here, race to the bottom. I've been on the show, I've uh, listened to it because it's right after mine. I listen to it every every day, every Saturday, and here I am filling in for Mister Reed, and we are going to discuss topics, <laughs> uh, something that he usually takes something that happens during the week. I'm going to have something that's a feeling of during that during the that happened during my week. And, uh, it spurred the thought of a song and uh LCD sound system had this song called losing my edge. I'm losing my edge. And as you get older, as I get older, it's like you find it, but it, it sometimes it's, you, you got to harness that you constantly challenged, especially in a creative field, living in New York, there's people, being critical, you're wondering, am I still do I still have it? And I feel like James Murphy, who wrote this song, um, must have been feeling like this. And this song, I think, is a masterpiece. He's able to weave in something like the names of at least 40 bands, maybe more. And what I wanted to do today, in spirit of whether or not you feel like maybe you're losing your edge or you need to find your edge or you already have your edge, you're edgy. We're going to play the bands that, were, that are mentioned in this song. Now, this song also talks about the live music scene in New York City. It sounds like in the 70s and 80s and how he was inspired by all these kind of like house bands or punk. some new wave, early new wave. He mentions Aha, Yaz. He also mentions Gil Scott Heron, Beach Boys. The list goes on and on. And I don't think there's any other song that squeezes in that many band names. And as you're he- listening to the lyrics, as I'm going to play for you, you're going to hear that we sort of go on this journey here. And he talks about, he starts in 1968 and he takes you through the scene. He talks about Tokyo and Berlin and Brooklyn. And even then he's, he's sort of playing on uh, hipsters. So there were there's always been sort of a, a hipster scene and he, He takes us through it, and that's kind of what has fueled him, it sounds like, through his career to be better, is feeling someone up coming up from behind, someone who might be better. That's always when you get, and here I go into my sports analogy, but you always get legend when somebody like a Tom Brady and a Peyton Manning, I got to imagine like uh, Bird Magic, that kind of thing. But even in music, there were so many of these bands like Floyd and, Zeppelin and the Stones and the Beatles. Those guys pushed each other in a way, too. So it sounds like some of these bands in the 80s, like Modern Lovers. But he he goes everywhere. We've got funny all-stars, so I'll let you listen. And then as our last caller called in, Joy Division. So you're going to get your Joy Division tune. That last caller didn't even give a name, and I didn't ask because it doesn't matter. We are Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Race to the Bottom. A little different. We're just getting uh, getting some technical stuff situated. This is losing my edge. Listen to the lyrics. If you want to go on a journey, let's go on a journey with Mr. Murphy, LCD sound system. Check him out on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Race to the Bottom.
1: My edge. I am losing my edge. The kids are coming up from behind. I am losing my edge. I am losing my edge to the kids from France and from London. But I was there. I was there in 1968. I was there at the first can show in Cologne. I'm losing my edge. I'm losing losing my my edge. (laughs) To the kids whose footsteps I I hear. When they get on the decks, I'm losing my edge to the inner
2: Everybody thought it was crazy.
1: uh
0: You are listening to Race to the Bottom. I'm filling in for John Reed. That's his awesome theme song. Wow. Full band and everything. We are doing this. The show is on Losing My Edge. It's less about me actually losing my edge and more about the song written by James Murphy and LCD Sound System. A little alt dance punk for you. Yeah. You maybe you feel like you're losing your edge. We'll get it back. And hopefully that song did it. So James Murphy, the leader of LCD Sound System, he was a DJ first and foremost, and he was playing all kinds of bands, like ones you heard, like Can, Gil Scott Heron, a uh, little outfit named The Beach Boys. But what this song does is so great, is it does what all music, what all art should do, is get you interested in other things. You hear a name, and you go, I got to check them out, The Slits. Um, <laughs> great band, typical girl, one of my favorite like punk songs, period. So <clears throat> in an interview with uh, James Murphy, he was saying that uh, he became kind of, a, kind of cool for a moment, which was totally an anom- anomaly for him. And he's a pretty humble guy, if you ever heard him speak or saw him on stage. When he heard other DJs playing similar music, he was like, fuck, I'm out of a job. Whoops, I read it. I'm Sorry, I can't, I'm not supposed to say that. These are my records, but I was like someone had crept into my brain and said all these words that I hate. So he, he felt like he was losing his edge. That's what that comes from. It's about being hor- horrified by his own kind of stillness. And then it became a, a wider thing about people who grip onto other people's creations like, like they are their own. So it's like posers or people stealing ideas. There's a lot of, uh, he says, a lot of pathos in that character, though, because it's born out of inadequacy and love. Deep, deep stuff. You heard, I'll take you through it. So that was losing my edge and, uh, take you through some of the, uh, the lyrics here. So he starts back in, uh, he says, I was there in 68 at the first can show in Cologne, Germany. So he was losing his edge even back then to the kids whose footsteps he hears when they get on the decks, other DJs feeling the, the heat from 62 to 78. He said he was losing his edge. To all the kids in Tokyo and Berlin and then the art school Brooklynites. He's probably talking about Pratt, not far from here, a design school. And little jackets and borrowed nostalgia. So that's still a thing. So when people talk about this hipster influx, it's always been here, according to Mr. Murphy. And he was there. That's sort of the through line of the song. Um, And he said he could hear the footsteps of every night on the decks there was a band called Suicide in 1974. He said he was there when Captain Beefheart started up his first band. I wonder if that is true, because I think Beefheart was kind of done by then. But maybe not. I will play. Then he was, he was there. He was the first guy playing Daft Punk. He played it at CBGB's. I think some of the, most of this is probably autobiographical. So it takes you back to the 70s New York DJ scene. I should see who Larry LaVon is. Maybe some of you... Hey, if you know who Larry LeVon is, feel free to call in 718-928-9732. In the meantime, I'm going to play a couple tracks by bands mentioned on that song, Losing My Edge. Hopefully you got your edge. Never lose your edge. That's that's the message here. But if you have some kind of energy, and I'm not going to be like some self-help guy for a second, but if you have some kind of energy that's pushing on you, take it and throw it back. At somebody or so, so he talks about 10cc. I give a shout out to one of my buddies listening. This song is called "The Worst Band in the World." And my brother Craig handed me this record, kind of in an almost famous kind of way, and said, "These—I don't know if he physically handed them to me, but they were left for me." If you remember the movie Almost Famous, she says, "These band, these records will change your life." It was Zoe Deschanel. We just watched that recently. Almost Famous work still. Someone's calling in. I'm going to play 10cc, "The Worst Band in the World" first. Boom! Like I said, I'm gonna play 10 CC. This song is called "The Worst Band in the World." It's been sampled too. I'll tell you by who later. Listen to this intro. Bound in the CC is nothing like it. That was also sampled by uh, Jay Dilla, if you ever heard of him. Ever heard of him? He also referenced uh, Fania All-Stars, who uh, great salsa, all kinds of guys like uh, Willie Colon and Hector Laveau, Ruben Blades. Love all these guys. Actually, it means a lot to me because my dad used to, <laughs> used to <laughs> would play this stuff like It'd be quiet at home, and I'd have friends over, and here we'd come in, this guy, doing really bad salsa moves. I don't know if they were that bad, probably. That guy had rhythm. Speaking of rhythm, we've got a caller calling in here. going to take take it now, see who it is here. Roscoe, you got that caller? Roscoe nodded. Caller, are you there?
3: Yeah, what's up, man? It's Kip.
0: Oh, Tibbs, what's up, man? Long time no Tibbs.
3: Is this John?
0: Uh, No, is this is Kent filling in for John. Who's that? Uh, That's me. Uh, I'm the host from the first show, Mothers of Connection. Uh, good buddy of John, he asked me to, to fill in for him. What, what, what's going on? What do you think of the show oh, so far?
3: Mothers of Connection, that's like an anti-abortion
0: show? No, it's a Frank Zappa show.
3: Oh. Uh, yeah, I was calling to talk to John
0: Alright, um, let to give you his number
3: What, he's not there?
0: No, he's on vacay, he's on the beach Uh, what do you think of this Losing My Edge? Are you an LCD Sound System fan?
3: I thought Losing My Edge would be like a, uh, U2 breakup song
0: It sounds like, like it, right?
3: Bono's, Bono's first single, Losing <laughs> My Edge, you get it?
0: Oh, yeah, like if him if him and Edge, if Edge left the band. The I get Edge. it. Yeah, that's...
3: David Evans is his real name, bro.
0: Yeah, David Evans doesn't work. This is... Yeah. <laughs> doesn't he say on Blood... Uh, what's that album? Sunday Bloody Sunday, I think. Or Under the Blood Red Sky says, this is the Edge. If he said, this is David Evans, people would have flipped the radio off.
3: Yeah, they'd think it was Accountant. About
0: the solo <laughs> This is my lawyer, David Evans
3: Exactly, bro
0: Are you, uh What are you getting into today?
3: I'm in South Beach
0: There you go I think John's down there too
3: Oh, really? I gotta look
0: him up Yeah, look him up Uh, the, This Losing My, my Edge book. song Have you ever heard so many bands in one song before? Mentioned in one song We, that we
3: is? didn't start the fire, dude.
0: Who'd they got in that?
3: Mickey Mantle Kerouac but not Joe and I bridge over
0: River Kwai. Oh right, River Kwai. Not familiar with that that band. Uh but yeah, I think Those are all bands. Those are all Mickey Mantle. I love Mickey Mantle's uh jazzy side.
3: Yeah, I'm just down here on South Beach doing some doing some riffing, trying to break into the
0: comedy scene. Oh yeah. You should go to um What's that? Wet Willies. Get uh, one of those drinks called Call Me a Cab. Good for you. <laughs> hey, I didn't come up with it.
3: That's good, though.
0: Yep, some copywriters.
3: You know who I think is funny? No. I mean, I don't get into politics, but Trump, man, Trump is funny.
0: Yeah, not really.
3: He's, You know, like, how, you know, like... Before Louis C.K. got canceled, everybody was like, "Oh, he does an hour like every year. He dumps all his material, and he does a new hour."
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Well, no, it seems like Trump's working stuff out. He's just he... That's
3: what Trump does, like every rally. Trump's yeah, those are hour.
0: those are essentially open mics, pretty much. He's working working out material, and he's pretty good at it. I think
3: it's solid stuff every every rally.
0: Yeah, well, he... good for you.
3: He should get a
0: Netflix deal. I'm sure he's got many deals. Uh, so I'm gonna I got some other callers calling, and uh, I want to keep playing these tunes. What um, what Can does it exactly
3: Go ahead. Songs
0: from uh,
3: that were mentioned in
0: that uh, LCD sound system. Yeah, song? yeah. You want me to play a, a band off there?
3: Yeah, just any one of them.
0: Eric Bean, Rakim, we've got the on uh-huh, uh, the Barquets. Uh-huh. Aha, in a, uh-huh. bi- and a band called me. Sexual Harassment.
3: <laughs> Jake on Me has great uh, drum fills in that song.
0: You got it, Tibbs. Great, ba- great uh, video too. Yeah. So this is going it's out to like you, a- Tibby. Can I call you Tibby? Oh,
3: oh yeah, they called me
0: that in high school, bro. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. <laughs> you're canceled.
3: Yeah.
0: All right, buddy. This is yeah, take on me. Trump
3: called. Trump called Brad Pitt a uh, wise guy. That's so funny.
0: Yeah, that was a waste of. Am- like I watched that it's too. Like
3: he's his. his uh, it's like he's like a his, a student in like his fourth grade TV class.
0: <laughs> yeah, he. Then he put down basically the South Korea. I don't know. I. It's a waste of energy talking about. Any of that stuff. Yeah. but you know what isn't. I
3: think think it's great.
0: Yeah, well, enjoy the... I know
3: John's not into him, whatever. He's probably at a Bernie rally right now. He's
0: a big Bernie guy. Yeah, he's probably just hanging out having, like, coffee and talking about change.
3: Hanging out with Dick Van Dyke. Did you see that?
0: No, I didn't catch that one.
3: Dick Van Dyke's a new uh, Bernie bro.
0: Well, he's so relevant that it's gonna that it's gonna spur a lot of young voters and get people fired yeah. up. Mike Van Dyke Fox show.
3: Is a Buttigieg guy. He's a Mayor guy. Yeah,
0: I mean, they all have some some attributes, but I feel like I'm losing my edge talking about these po- politicians. See what I did there? Let's get uh, uh Go ahead. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah. He, Trump said he didn't like the parasite. Cause he said
0: it was South Korean. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. yeah, he really wanted to get his fan base... Like, anything he get his fan base riled up on if it's not like American, I guess. I don't know. I don't give it too much we thought.
3: Like, we should do, like, Gone with the Wind
0: again. Gone Could with the made? Wind and then Sunset Boulevard, which I'm sure he's never seen.
3: Yeah. He probably falls asleep. just probably when he's in like his coke coke fueled haze and he needs to crash for half an hour he probably throws on gun with the wind.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a great party film. Just slapstick. <laughs> it's great comedy. After, oh.
3: after one of his, his uh hot sets at the rally.
0: <laughs> yeah, those are great open mics. Good good crowd. Well, let me uh I wanna play some more kick-ass bands off of that uh, Losing My Edge song like Joy Division and uh, Bar So, put your headphones What's on, that? Tibby. Uh, that's an old funk band, the Bar I think it was a band that James Murphy used to play when he DJ'd.
3: James Murphy has like a coffee uh, bre- uh, brewery. Is that what you call
0: it? Yes, that's he exactly... Well, he likes cold brew. Cold brew. Yeah.
3: I like the documentary with James Murphy, where the whole first forty-five minutes was him shooting.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's heavy. You really get to know. You know, he is. You're right. He's getting dressed for like forty-five minutes, and then he's like really nervous for that. Fascinating.
3: The,
0: <laughs> it is. That's a good. That's a good documentary, and that actually got me into that band.
3: Well, got me out of that band. <laughs> so I guess there. I guess it was a.
0: It was effective for both and of us. Lose. Yeah,
3: They always talk about a win-win, but what about like a win-lose, win-win-lose?
0: That brings me to the next song, Disorder, because that's what that algorithm is you describe. This is Joy Division. Right. You are listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. That was Tibbs. This is Tibbs. Tibbs, thanks for calling in and be a supporter of Race to the Bottom and all things Radio Free Brooklyn.
3: Peace out, bro.
0: Peace. and Yeah, peace out.
4: Sensations make me feel the pleasures of a normal man. These sensations make pay- Hold, then you know Until the spirit new sensation takes hold Then you know till the spirit new sensation takes hold Then you know
0: Yeah, that's some funky stuff. That's the Barquets. And before that, you heard Gil, Scott, Heron, who's one of the more memorable uh, names on that song, Losing My Edge. It's a level set here. I'm Ken Korn, filling in for John Reed. Race to the bottom every Saturday 10 o'clock. We're in the midst of a drive-to-five fundraising campaign. In May, Radio Free Brooklyn turns five years old. Uh, we're about 30% there. we got a long way to go, guys. So if you like what you hear, hear what you like. Please just, all you have to do is, they made it real easy, or someone did, just text RFBGIVE5 to the numbers 44321. So type in 44321 and then text RFBGIVE5 and those letters are all caps and make a pledge right on your phone keep us going so you can listen to guys like me and John and so many bands, so many shows. James Murphy mentioned Eric B. and Rakim. He mentioned Soul Sonic Force. (laughs) David Axelrod, Electric Prunes. This was a super fun one to go through the catalogs of and and listen to who these guys are, the Human League, Scott Walker. He jams so many bands into into a tune. He's got this one part of the song that says, I hear you're buying a synthesizer and an arpeggiator and are throwing your computer out the window because you want to make something real. You want to make a Yaz record. Um, so I want to play some more. You heard, he does say Bar So I want to play, uh, do we want to play Yaz here? Or do we want to? He talks about Can being one of the first albums, uh, one of the first bands he played. He mentioned the up front of the song, and he mentioned it in an interview. So let's play a song called I Want More that says Can on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> Human League. I believe, I believe what the old Off Losing My Edge, uh, a band mentioned in Losing My Edge, we are playing songs that are mentioned in that, trying to recreate this feeling that it might have been in the 70s when James Murphy went to these clubs and heard these bands played by DJs. The band before that was Can, a German experimental rock band from formed in Cologne in 68. I don't know if James Murphy was actually there. He did say, I was there which is the through line in that song. He's feeling the kids coming up behind him, which uh, is what we all feel sometimes. We feel the pressure of trying to keep, stay who we are and keep and feel like, oh man, am I still as good as I was yesterday? Am I better than I was yesterday? Is this band or artist or creator better than me? Well, I guess I better up my game. Like I said earlier, that's a competition You hope it's a friendly competition, but that should push everybody. So, I put a request out for some people that have played in bands in New York City to give me a great story about what it's like, just sort of recreate the feeling of what it is to be in a band. And then maybe if they have that person has a losing my edge story, just not about the song, but this feeling of, oh shit, am I losing it? How do I get it back? Let's see if we got our caller here. Caller, are you on the line? Nope. <laughs> Jumped the gun on that one. But uh, we're going to have a caller who's been in a pretty successful band, Graham Masser. There he is of Bad Rabbits, and he'll tell us more. Hello? Graham, how you doing, buddy?
5: Is this Big Homie Kent?
0: This is Big Homie Kent. Yep, that's my name. It's- They call me on the streets.
5: What's up, man? How you
0: doing? Graham, how you doing, man? I just, uh, I was playing this song, Losing My Edge, and as I was reading it, I was like, man, I really want to go back to the 70s and 80s. And not that you played that time, but I know you're a guy that's played in bands in New York City, amongst other places. You want to tell the listeners what uh, band you've played in and clubs you've played in New York?
5: I mean, first of all, I've definitely lost my edge because I'm calling you as my son takes a nap. So, the edge is gone.
0: Dude, that's a new edge.
5: It's a new edge. It's a yeah. whole, whole other edge that I never your knew edge about. Is, yeah, you've
0: sharpened your edges. But,
5: for, prior to that, though, uh, you know, cut cut my teeth at a lot of clubs in New York City. Urban Plaza, uh, where else? Uh, Bowery. Um, the Highline Gramercy, uh, Hammerstein Ballroom, knitting factory, the old knitting factory a couple times, the one that was in Tribeca, um, uh, which is a pretty crazy club with a couple floors. They closed that down. Um the Wet uh not the Wetlands, the One Glasslands, which is another club the that was on uh, Kent Kent Street in uh um in Williamsburg it was kind of like an underground club. There were there were a bunch of warehouses over there that used to have shows. They're all, all gone now. Um, terminal five, best buy theater.
0: Wow. Everywhere. What's the craziest thing that happened at a show while you were in New York playing?
5: Um, well, I mean, there's plenty of stories like that. There's one one in particular, actually just came to mind just that New York centric is, uh, we played a a showcase, uh, college music journal, uh, festival cmj festival in new york which is no longer um no longer around either it was a red bull music showcase and
0: it was at a a
5: loft space downtown and it was it was a great lineup i I wish i could remember who was on it but it was a lot of like the up-and-coming new r&b and hip-hop artists um and this was probably 2010 i think and uh, by the time we got on stage, it was super packed. We had a great slot. The place was, was, uh, it was great energy. And uh, someone went into the bathroom. It was sponsored by Red Bull. So someone had taken a Red Bull can and had shoved it into a toilet. Don't ask me why. And the toilet flooded. And the toilet was behind the stage. So water was pouring out of the bathroom and went under the stage into onto all of the cables and all of the wiring for the stage. So right as we were about to play, they had to shut down the whole show. And everyone in the audience who was, you know, it's probably one in the morning at this point. Everyone was drunk. Everyone was rowdy, and people started, you know, screaming and and kind of like getting getting rowdy in the crowd. There was a fist bite. The cops came. Everyone poured out onto the street. Uh, a couple of people got arrested. I, I didn't see this because I was inside, but, uh, my, my wife, my girlfriend at the time was outside with a bunch of her friends and, and they said that they sprayed tear gas at a couple people, uh, and took a couple people to jail. Uh, <laughs> so that show kind of became kind of legendary, even though we didn't actually get to play.
0: That's the Red Bull show forever, right? Yep. That was the one. You asked why it's probably because the person was on their eighth Red Bull and was like, yeah, it's time to put in the toilet. That's where that goes. Yeah, you mix Red
5: Bull and and alcohol. Anything can happen.
0: Yeah, that's that's amazing. Wasn't there a fan, wasn't there a a famous person in the audience at one of your shows?
5: Uh, Yeah, we played, um, we actually, we played once on the Arsenio Hall show, which is funny because it, it, you know, myself and all the guys in the band grew up watching Arsenio Hall. And it came back for one season. Uh, they, re, they rebooted it. And I remember I, um, I hit up our publicist at the time and I said, this is perfect. We need to play this. And she made it happen. And we, we played the, the one season that it came back. We got to play on the show. Um, so we, we played the show and it was a really bad, really bad performance. Sorry. Not, it, it like, it just, nothing went right. And, uh, you know, you, we we watched it on TV, and we're super bummed out because it was not not a great not a great performance from us. But we did a um, we did an after party uh, in LA after the fact, and it was at this kind of like swank club somewhere in Hollywood. And we were all set up, and I remember there were all these like record label people there, and just like a lot of industry type people there to see it. And we were about to go on, and the club owner said, "Hey guys, can you can you actually wait?" uh 15 minutes prince is on his way to the club can you wait for him to get here and we were like all right if you had said anyone else in the world no but since you just told us that prince is coming yes we'll wait so we we just kind of stood on stage awkwardly waiting while people you know were partying and kind of you know waiting to watch us play and kind of wondering why we weren't really doing anything we were just kind of standing there and after a little while we were just like all right this guy's not coming it's Prince. Why would he come? So we just played our set and, and it was a pretty good set. Really fun. And then at the end of the show, we walked off, and we looked to the booth right next to the stage. And Prince was sitting there and he had been sitting there the entire time. Didn't wow. even know he was there, which is probably a good thing because if I knew that Prince was watching me, I, I would have, I, I don't know what I would have done. I wouldn't have been able to play probably. So we, we walked off stage and he was there. We were all ecstatic. And then he he walked out of the booth, and I remember it was kind of elevated, and I, I remember being so struck when he got out of the booth how short he was. He was yeah. very short, and, and he walked by, and he had, like, a perfectly permed up afro, like it was immaculate, and he had a black turtleneck, and he had a gold cane. And he walked by with this, like, pimp walk. And I've, I've never experienced this before or after, but I I got weak in the knees. Well, he walked by, and, like, they buckled. Um,
0: and, uh, yeah, that was, that that's, was our, our Prince story. It's funny you say that, because I also saw Prince. Also, that's incredible, and congratulations for playing that. With, and that was with the Bad Rabbits, where you played Arsenio, right? Yep. Yeah. Great band, which I've seen, too. I've seen you. I love watching you play with those guys. I saw Prince at Jerry's Famous Deli, which, in L.A., I don't know if it's still a thing. It was. It's much like a Cantor's or and a lot of celebrities would go there and Prince walked in and he did, I guess what you talk like a, a pimp walk, I guess is a good way. He was just like owned it. And he was, I think under, he looks like he's under five feet tall. I don't think.
5: It, I, it he's five.
0: Yeah. And he did. And he went and looked, he came in. There was like, Oh my God, there he is. He went and looked at a, pie, a revolving pie display and he just stood there as the pies revolved, turned and walked out. Was not impressed with the pies. <laughs> true story and he was wearing like some little jacket it was just like i was I, it must have been like 2002 or something i was with somebody they're like look at his smallest jacket is but anyway i want to play one bad rabbit song if there was one that you think really embodied the band that you play with um the bad rabbits what what song would it be
5: oh uh, that's a tough question i i would say well since we're talking about prince Uh, there's a song off our first album called Stick Up Kids called Can't Back Down. Nice. And that was very very much Prince inspired. And I remember we were listening to a ton of Morris Day at the time and Prince at the time of writing that and super inspired by, you know, by them and Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam uh, and the whole Minneapolis sound. That was a big big part of our um, aesthetic. Uh, So I would say go with that one.
0: All right. I got it. Graham Masser, Thank you, buddy, for uh, trying to get this song on while the time goes down. You've also been on Jerry Curl Chronicles. You can hear that archive show, uh, Jerry Curl Chronicles, uh, Radio Free Brooklyn. If you Google it, you'd probably put Graham Masser. it come up. Uh, thanks for calling. Yeah. Big shout out. Uh, thanks shout for calling. Out to,
5: shout out to the, to the Bills 2020.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to hold off on that one until September. But... All right. Yes, man. Graham, thanks for calling in, buddy. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This is, you got it. This is Bad Rabbits. Stick up, kids. Oh, you put my back against the wall. You make it so
2: damn
6: hard. Do you think I'm wrong? You put my back against the wall. You make it so damn hard.